Danny get good. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him now. Hey guys, I'm going to say this video will get a little graphic in the end, and it'll pay more homage to my old and first fanfictions that go a little far-fetched near the ending. Today's video will dive into a fanfiction encompassing the what-if scenario regarding Anakin Skywalker and Count Dooku on the Invisible Hand starship. In the beginning of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine is supposedly captured by Grievous and held hostage aboard the Invisible Hand, guarded by Count Dooku. In the novel, Palpatine had told Dooku to merely toy with Anakin when they fight, so as to examine his level of power and test him. Once he got Obi-Wan out of the scene, he began to taunt Anakin, telling him to use the dark side and unleash his hatred. Anakin did so, and we saw he bested Dooku using his Form 5 Dem So fighting style against Dooku's Form 2 Makashi. The scene that will change in this alternate timeline is right here, where we see Dooku stare at Anakin in fear, now as an old man. Anakin played with the idea of killing him, knowing he shouldn't and that he should stand trial, until Sidious beckoned his low growl and commanded Anakin to do it. Just before Anakin beheaded the Count, it looked like Dooku was about to reveal something. If Anakin, now, waited a moment longer in his decision, Dooku would have exposed Palpatine as the Sith Lord. This would change everything. At this point, Anakin was the most true to being a Jedi than he was as the movie progressed. He hadn't had any dreams about Padme dying at this point, and he wasn't denied becoming a master by the Council, which were the two main things that led to his sacrifice of Mace Windu and his turn into Darth Vader. If he waited a moment longer and Dooku revealed the Sith Lord to him, Palpatine would deny it, saying he's delusional. When Dooku would tell Anakin that all along Palpatine had been fooling the Jedi and the Senate, playing both sides until he felt it was the right time to reveal himself. He would tell Anakin how he had been manipulating him for years, and that Qui-Gon would have never wanted him to kill his old master. Beginning to play on Anakin's heartstrings just a little, he'd continue to tell Anakin that if he didn't believe him, at least let him stand trial with the Jedi Council, who he once was a very big part of. Then he promised that he would prove it to them all. Anakin thought, Dooku was an unarmed prisoner now. He wouldn't be any trouble if we merely took him back to Coruscant. Shutting off his lightsaber, he grabbed Dooku by the elbow and pulled him to his feet. Sidious began to shriek in fear, asking Anakin what he was doing, how he could do this, reminding him Dooku took his arm. Anakin would move to grab Obi-Wan, ignoring the Chancellor, as Dooku and Palpatine followed ahead of him, leading the way to their exit. As they would move to escape, they would be frozen by the ray shields ordered by Grievous. Capturing them all, he would bring them to the Captain's Bay overlooking the galaxy, proclaiming his disgust in Dooku's failure at now being a prisoner of the Jedi scum. The events would ensue the same as they had, leading Grievous to escape and the fiery landing on Coruscant. As Anakin and Obi-Wan would escort Dooku up to the Council, Yoda would draw a meeting upon all the members at this unexpected event. The old and wise Count Dooku was again at the very place he left only a few years ago, nodding towards Yoda, remembering their duel on Genosis and paying homage to his old master. As his feet were cuffed and his sleeves extending beyond his now severed hands, he began to explain how Palpatine was the Sith Lord they were all looking for, all of his manipulations over the last decade, and how his rise to office has helped him keep an eye on Padme, and primarily his main interest, that being Anakin Skywalker. Exposing that Anakin was the very reason he had requested Obi-Wan to be the personal protector of Padme 
in episode 2 that we all saw, beginning his cunning manipulations since then. At the reveal of this new and alarming news, the Jedi would move to question Palpatine, sending Mace Windu, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Anakin to his office. The four would ignite their lightsabers of Master Windu, where Palpatine would take an entirely different approach. He was no match to even try to fight Yoda, Mace, Anakin, and Obi-Wan at the same time. And since this was before Anakin's nightmare about Padme that triggered his failure to protect his mother from dying, he had no leverage on Anakin at this point, other than friendship, of course, which was easily dismissed. Palpatine stared at the Jedi, calculating his odds. He knew he could kill Obi-Wan and Anakin, but that would leave him open and unguarded in front of Yoda or Mace, who were literally the most fast and powerful duelists in the galaxy. He would not win. No matter how strong his faith was in the dark side and how powerful he had become, he had no way of winning this battle. Palpatine froze, right then and there, for the first time unable to answer. Still calculating as he watched the four Jedi standing there, lightsabers at the ready. He wanted Anakin as his apprentice. He needed his power to carry out his plans. All those years of manipulation, now gone to waste. Does he initiate Order 66? No, that would just expose him further as the Sith Lord, and he needed the Jedi dispersed, let alone Macer Yoda out of the picture first. Should he allow them to arrest him, or should he distract them and quickly exit through the window to the streets below, only to go into hiding like the Sith had done for centuries? He would find a new apprentice, one full of hatred and anger, one who could rival all the Jedi if he only learned not to toy with his prey. The Zabrak would rise once again from the darkness. After all, Sidious was like a father to him. Now, I'm going to pause here. We can go two ways in this story. One will be where Sidious allows himself to be arrested and tried in court, where he'll be found guilty and sent to jail for an eternity, leading to the eventual rise of Snoke, who we really know nothing about, and ending this video. Or, we can take a crazy yet more realistic spin on things. I say, we go with option B. Making his decision, he summoned the most powerful and fierce force lightning that he could at the Jedi opposite of him and backflipped through the window, cutting the glass with his lightsaber falling to the depths below. The four Jedi ran to the window only to find nothing but racing speeders along the city's buildings and floating kiosks. Palpatine, hidden from their eyes, had clung onto a pod, killing the driver and taking control of the vessel. He turned around and set course for his personal ship located at his home. As he flew away, he executed Order 66, knowing this would cause a distraction and allowing him to get away, even if it did mean that all the clones would be exterminated by the Jedi Temple. Sidious would find Darth Maul. For those who haven't seen the Clone Wars, Maul is very much alive, and still after Revenge of the Sith. As we remember in the Clone Wars, Palpatine killed Maul's brother Savage Opress and captured Maul once again to be his servant. He would lure Maul in by vowing to bring his brother back to life with Dark Plagueis' ability that he taught him. Maul knew of Plagueis, as both were originally alive at the same time, before Plagueis' death and before Maul's loss to Obi-Wan. Over the next few years, the galaxy would see peace, until Sidious would complete his training even further, upgrading Maul's prosthetic limbs and torso, allowing him to once again tap deeper into his dark side roots and hatred, building the perfect Sith apprentice. We must note, during Maul's time with Sidious in Episode 1, he was merely just an assassin, as Palpatine was still apprentice to Darth Plagueis and honoring the Rule of Two. Once Maul survived the defeat of Kenobi, he became even more powerful than before, as we saw in the Clone Wars. His powers were now unmatched by the Jedi in addition to Sidious's proper training. Dooku would be sent to prison, however, for a shorter sentence due to his heroic behavior in revealing 
the Sith lore to the Council before things got worse in the galaxy. Anakin now wouldn't have any dreams of Padme dying. My belief was that either Palpatine induced those thoughts into Anakin's head for obvious reasons, or that Anakin could sense the future. And since Palpatine was no longer in his future, he had none of those thoughts to deal with. He would raise his children with Padme, enrolling them into the Jedi Council at a young age, upon their disapproval, of course, of their marriage, but unable to deny training the two most possibly powerful younglings in the galaxy. The events that would ensue after this would be Palpatine's inevitable return to the temple with Maul. What would happen from here would be something very far-fetched and beyond the Star Wars world that we have seen. It would literally involve a much more powerful Darth Maul and an even angrier and powerful Darth Sidious raiding the Jedi Temple late at night with bounty hunters. Maul's experience, stealth, and assassination skills would play a huge role in the scene as it would allow for him to break into the temple and murder Jedi, younglings, and masters in their sleeps, concealing his dark side and moving like a shadow in the darkness. Until eventually, Mace Windu would feel this threat and sound the alarm, alerting all Jedi, including Anakin who had a family to protect. Mace would square off against Maul, who would kill him inevitably, causing Anakin and Yoda to attack him while Obi-Wan, Ki-Adi-Mundi, and Plo Koon fought the Sith Lord all being killed in a swift of fury by the Emperor, who would move to incinerate Padme with force lightning as she screamed for Anakin to help her, falling to the floor, burnt alive. She had come to help Anakin. Even though she was not powerful enough, her love for him outweighed everything. Now, as fate would have its way, Anakin would turn to the dark side like he never has before. He would go absolutely mental. The temple grounds would burst into shards of stone as everyone would fall to the floor below them while Anakin gently hovered towards the Emperor, his eyes completely orange and crimson red, being struck by Palpatine's force lightning which felt like a tickle to him at this point. Maul and Yoda would continue to fight. Their opposite acrobatic styles of combat would complement one another in a duel of flipping and twirling green and red light. Anakin would then open his palms to his sides as he would summon Force Storm. However only harnessing it around Sidious, concentrating it on the Sith Lord, incinerating the Emperor until his eyes popped out of his skull, laying on the floor motionless. As Yoda finally got the finishing strike on Maul, he turned to Anakin and ordered him to stop. When he fell to the floor in exhaustion, as Yoda placed his hand over his head only to notice how hot it was. Sleep, Skywalker. Come to the medical facility we go. As he grabbed Luke and Leia who had stayed put in their rooms, he moved Anakin to the temple's healing station, ordering droids to put him into a Bacta tank to heal him from the third degree burns caused by the Emperor during their duel. It seems his ability to use the dark side allowed for his body to not feel the pain. Yoda grabbed Luke and Leia's little hands. Come, he said. Rebuild, we must. What did you guys think of this fanfiction? It went pretty off tangent there, but I do truly believe that if these events were to take place the way they did, then it would lead to the characters to act the way they did. I really tried to understand each character's psychology before making a new story, as it helps to make everything more realistic and true to the Star Wars universe. Regardless, I hope it gave you some entertainment and a look at what things would have been like if Anakin did spare Dooku. At least one spin on it. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you all in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you always.